What's up, Pro Flippers? On today's episode, we are talking about why shipping costs could be killing your eBay business right now. The Reseller Hangout Podcast is all about helping you grow, scale, and thrive in your reselling business. We're Rob and Melissa with Flea Market Flipper and have been in the resale biz for over 20 years. Not only do we buy and sell awesome items on a weekly basis, we also coach other resellers how to take their business to the next level. In this podcast, we are committed to bringing you great guests who love to share their tips, tactics that will help you level up in your current reselling business. So let's go. All right, so we get questions all the time about how are you guys selling these items with shipping costs being what they are, where they're at, higher shipping costs. How are you guys still making a living at what you're doing? And people tend to get nervous about shipping. Shipping is one of those topics that kind of scares people because it does cost, it can cost a lot to ship items and depending on size, weight, and there's a lot of different variables that go into it, obviously. And we still do free shipping on a lot of our stuff. We so, do. But, and, we're not in the business to lose money. So our goal is to obviously have higher profit margins. So we're going to dive into some things that could be costing you more money in shipping. That's it. Five tips that you guys can actually look at your business, figure out if you are doing these things, if they will help you grow your business and not lose money on shipping. So All right. let's dive in. So number one, it seems kind of obvious, but you don't charge enough or you don't build enough enough money into the price if you offer free shipping. So, so that's what we do is free shipping. We just build it into the price. But if you're not charging enough for it, then that can bite you in the butt, obviously. Absolutely. It's one of those things that if your profit's not there and you are not asking enough because you don't know exactly what shipping's going to cost and you're doing free shipping, that kind of stuff will bite you in the butt and you will end up paying more, which cuts into your profits and makes your work a lot less profitable. <laughs> so you definitely want to know what you're doing. If you're offering free shipping, make sure that you're charging enough and you're adding on handling time. Or, I'm sorry, handling costs. Yeah. It's covering your packaging materials, your box, your packaging peanuts, your bubbles, any of that stuff, plus the time that you're spending packaging an item, item up. Make sure all that is included when you are shipping an item out, that you're calculating all that in there the right way. And also know that you will be paying eBay fees on the shipping cost as well. So because Back in the day, people thought they were going to be all sly and try to just charge for shipping because eBay only charged the percentage of the actual item and not shipping because that makes sense. Like you shouldn't really have to pay a fee on shipping until they were selling their item for a dollar and charging $150 for shipping. <laughs> for shipping when it, that was the cost of the item because they're, you know, people try to work the system. Yep. So then eBay had to come out and say, okay, well, we have to charge our fees on both the shipping and the item. So just know that you will be paying that for shipping yep. too. Be aware. And you can use eBay's shipping calculator to figure out approximate what it will cost. We'll put that link in the show notes below too. And you can also use calculated shipping if you're unsure of how much to build into the price. And that's what we recommend when you're starting out is adding doing calculated shipping because then you're going to put the dimensions of the items. You will have to box it up first. Yeah. It's not just the dimensions of the item so you have to have a yeah. lot for packaging so if you package it up in a little box you just don't have to seal it or whatever make sure you know what that item is and then you can do calculated shipping yeah so. it is a little bit more work up front like melissa said getting it before you get it listed finding out what size box it'll be in packaging it safely so it's wrapped in bubbles it's not gonna you know that it will safely travel in that box a little bit more work up front but it's safer in the long run if you don't know what you're doing with shipping to have ebay calculate how much it's going to cost you can also add in that handling time I mean, sorry, handling um, uh, costs. I know. <laughs> 
handling cost for that to where you can pay for your time, pay for the materials and stuff like that. So you definitely have that option for calculated shipping. All right, number two. So the second reason is because you're not using eBay to create the label or pirate ship. We'll say those are the two cheapest ways to ship. If you create your e label through eBay, they give you a good discount usually. Huge. Yeah. Huge discount. More so, on the bigger items. but You would think it would make sense and people would know this, but a lot of people are not. They'll go down, they'll sell an item, they'll go down to the local uh, packaging store and just package the item up, take the address with them and package it up and do it. Oh, so much more money. Man, we've <laughs> saved up to 60 80 percent off of shipping labels sometimes they're really pushing to go second day air so on smaller items that you have if you do second day air it's sometimes cheaper than shipping ground when you're creating the label through ebay they get a huge huge discount which is weird but it is and if you don't yeah. yeah if you don't understand how this works ebay's is a huge company they have one account with fedex with ups usps those different carriers give ebay a huge discount because of how much business ebay brings them so you're banking off of are you're profiting not profiting you're what's the right word you're you're Sorry. getting the advantages of using ebay's account versus your own account is what you're doing so ebay has a huge huge account with all these carriers that's why they're able to offer you the huge discount so like i said sometimes it's an average of 20 30 40 percent and sometimes it'll go up to 60 70 80 percent off of the actual sticker price of the the shipping so if you are not using ebay's shipping to create the labels you are missing out i mean you're paying way way too much for shipping so and recently more recently pirate ship has come out and they have been very competitive with their prices and some of the stuff for usps is cheaper than going through ebay and i believe they do fedex as well i'm not sure i have to double check that pirate ship's only ups it's only Oh, UPS and, and USPS. And not FedEx. Not okay. FedEx. The only issue, like sometimes it's cheaper to do it through there, which is fine. You can totally use them. They're great. The only issue that we've had is a couple of members have had, if they had to do a shipping damage claim, they were a lot more hoops to jump through than a normal, I mean, a shipping claim is never a fun thing no, to do. Not. You still have to jump through hoops with, with whatever carrier you're using, but they make it like there's an extra step into it. So it's just make, it was just a little bit more difficult. I think they still ha were fine, but, but it's just like an extra step. Yeah. And you also have to add the tracking number into your ebay account so you can't forget to, do, to yep. do that huge point like melissa said when you create the label through ebay it auto automatically populates the item with the tracking number when you're creating it in pirate ship you have to actually pull the address of the the buyer outside of ebay put it into pirate ship create the label and then you have to come back to ebay and put in the tracking number so ebay can see that you shipped that item and they have the buyer also has access to that tracking to see when it's going to show up so one extra step you have to use with pirate ship but sometimes it's worth it because you can get the cheaper labels with pirate ship as well so definitely be checking on ebay and see if it's cheaper to ship with ebay through their account or ship on pirate pirate ship and use their account as well so all right number three so your item is larger than the 130 inch threshold so we'll have to explain this one in a minute yeah. so you know we do a lot of larger items so there's a limit there's a point at where it makes sense to ship a larger item and then there's a point where it is insane expensive and we have to do it freight or and so you have to figure out what that line is and it's at 130 inches is the max threshold so you can explain it a little Absolutely. bit better. so <laughs> and this really rings huge because i was on a call last night with one of our students who is shipping out 
a Nordic Track Pro Plus, which is a larger Nordic Track unit. And she gave me the measurements before she actually was creating the box. And we did the measurements, we did the calculation, and it would totally go through FedEx or UPS and it would be at the lower threshold under that 130 inches threshold. It would go underneath that. So it wouldn't have the overage fee because the, and we'll explain a little bit more in just a second, but the carriers FedEx and UPS have that threshold of 130 inches that it's length plus girth of the unit. It cannot exceed 130 inches. We'll give you the calculation in just a second. Can't exceed that. If it does exceed it, there's a huge, they tack on a huge fee for like a heavier oversized yeah, or whatever it is. Charge. And it can go up to 165 total, 165 inches. Total. Uh, yeah, total in length plus girth. So that's what it can go to, but they do tack it's that on between, exactly, between 130 and 165. That window right there, they tack on a huge fee and it actually is more expensive than a freight shipping with the way that we freight ship. It's more expensive than doing it on a, on a pallet when you get to that level. So this student that we had, I was on, a, I was boxing her last night and we were going through the process. She gave me the measurements before it should have fit in the right size box to stay underneath that. Well, when she packaged it, the box got quite a bit bigger and it went over that threshold and they tacked on that fee, which took a lot of her profit out of it. So one of the Do things- Do you know the difference of the prices? Do you remember? I don't okay. because she didn't do it. She only oh, calculated it after she did okay. the box and it went to that next level. So it was $200 for the, the shipping and it should have been around $70, $65 to $70. So it's like, you can see it's a huge difference. So that is something you need to be aware of. If you're shipping some bigger items, you have to know that you want it underneath that threshold of 130 inches. So to calculate that, there's three numbers. You have your length, width, and height of the item. You take the two smaller measurements and you double them. So let's say you're shipping something in a normal Nordic track. It would be in a box that was 15, 15 by roughly 52 inches. You have to double the smaller ones, which you double 15, it's 30. Double the other 15, it's 30. You add those together. So you have 60 and then you add on the last, the length of it, which is 52. Puts you at 112 inches. That stays underneath that 130 threshold. As long as you do that, it is cheaper to ship FedEx or UPS as long as you can stay underneath that threshold. So it's girth plus the length is the calculation that you need. Uh, girth is double the two smaller numbers. Whatever those smaller numbers are, you double those up and then add the last number to it. And that's how you figure out that to, to see if you're going to be over that threshold and it's going to cost you more money on shipping. So definitely no, be aware of that. Yeah, I know another item that we used to do a lot, I used to gravitate towards was strollers. And we could do really well selling strollers because these strollers sometimes go for hundreds of dollars, but they would be, they would be a fine line if they would go in a box or if they would go be over that overage charge. I think we've still got the double bobs to we go did. under, but we had to, it, it was it's close. It, it was very, very close. So, but if it went over, it wasn't worth really shipping them. It so. eats into your profit hugely. So you have to be aware of that when you're doing it, that you want to stay underneath that threshold for the larger item. So, all right. Number four, if you try to game the system and you put in lower dimensions than the actual shipping costs, they will tack on those fees even more, triple your, what you would normally pay. So this is huge. Back when I started <laughs> eBay, this is how I did it. I would ship something out, I'd get it into a box, I'd get it in order to track into the box, and then I'd start pulling off an inch off of the measurements and be like, wait a minute, I can save 30 bucks here if it's only an inch smaller. And I would do that, and then I would think, okay, that's not a big deal, we would do it. Ship the box out or estimate the, the weight without knowing exactly what the weight is 
man, I got so many bills. And then I started to learn, hey, this doesn't work. You got so many rebills and the rebills are more expensive than if you just would give them the, the accurate size of the box and the weight of the box in the first place. They cost you a lot more with the rebills and they come back after you for that money because they say the box is larger than you actually said it was or it weighs more than you actually said it was. So be very careful here. Don't fall into the trap of, even if you have, you're a half an inch over, overestimate what it is. Don't underestimate because they'll come back and charge you extra for it. So be very, very careful when you're filling out your dimensions on the creating the label on eBay or pirate ship, making, make sure that you're doing them accurately and overestimating. If it's a half an inch yeah, over, make sure yeah. overestimating <laughs> on that, even on the pound, if it's a half a pound over, go to that next pound, just so you're not going to get a, a rebuild or a, a charge back after you ship the item out. Yeah. So then you're covered. And if you do find that it's too much and you think you can make it smaller, you can always like, there's always options. You can cut down a box Absolutely. sometimes. So there's ways to get around it sometimes, but don't, try to game the system. A good key. It, it won't work. <laughs> yeah. A good key that I do, even before I box something up, I will roughly estimate the box. I'll take my tape measure out and measure it with putting it into a box and I'll go over to eBay and I'll do the calculator and see what it's going to be to see if I, if I'm, if it's a good fit for the money that I'm gonna have to pay for shipping, or if, if I know that I need to cut the box down any further, maybe I can take a part off of the unit that I'm shipping just to know that I am getting it down as a low, as small as I possibly can. So I'm not overpaying on shipping. Definitely something I do before I ever box an item up, I go in and do those calculations first just to double check. Because sometimes it'll be the same and you won't you won't cut it down. And then yep. sometimes you could save 10 bucks or yep. something. So, and it's worth it. So. I do the same thing on pallets. When I'm doing a pallet, when I'm shipping something on a pallet, I double check all the stuff before I actually build the pallet to know what I'm doing. If it is not going to cost me our, any extra money to put the full-size pallet on there, an item on the full-size pallet, then I'm not going to cut the pallet down, but then I'll check the measurements. If I do cut the pallet down, it's going to save me 50 bucks. If I do do that, and that's the, the choice that I make when I'm actually building the pallet. But I do all that legwork before I even start building the pallet. So I know, okay, this is, this is where I need to be to save the most amount of money on shipping that I can. Yep. All right. Sweet. Now the most Our number five, the most important one is that there's too little profit margin in the item. So this is where where we've gravitated to our business model of the higher profit, lower volume business model, because there's, it's, when you get to shipping and you are worried about spending one more dollar on shipping, like that gets really tiring. It does. And the other thing is when you're doing it and you're doing it times a hundred because you're selling tons and tons of items, that's really, really tiring. So that's why, yeah, like Melissa said, we gravitate towards high profit items. Now, high profit items don't necessarily mean huge. They just have, you have to really be picky with what you're buying to know that the profit is there. You want to be making a ton of money. I mean, two items that we shipped out last week, I'll take those for example. One was the Turbo Chef oven. That Turbo Chef oven sold for $6,250. It cost me, it's either $125 or $140 because both the items we shipped last week, yeah. that's what I paid in shipping. $125 for one, $140 for the other. That's what it cost me. At a $6,250, that's what I had to pay for shipping. I wasn't paying $1,000 for shipping. I paid $125 and $140 for these two items that we sold. So the Turbo Chef was the first one. Now, if I was selling that item for $300 and I was spending $120 on shipping, that's going to hurt. That's going to hurt bad because it's pulling into your profit. You want to make sure that you are finding those higher profit items that you're not losing out on shipping because the profit is there for you to be able to pay for shipping. Yeah. So both of the items that I did, I did... I'm pretty sure. Oh, no, no, no. One of them I did. I charged, I think it was $500 for shipping for this stretcher, which cost me $100, like I said, $125 or $140. Then I just calculated my time for creating the pallet. Any of the wood that I bought for the pallet, I put that all into the uh, that portion. But the Turbo Chef that I sold, we did free shipping on that. And the cheapest amount of shipping that I can do, that's what I did. 
Yeah. And there's nothing like some of the resellers we know are super hard workers and there is nothing wrong with, you know, really selling a whole bunch of volume that that works for a lot of people. And it's it's awesome. But if you're getting to the point where like you have to get kind of picky at some point. And even if your number is $20, I know we did that at one point, like our number was it has to sell for or profit at least $20, 20 to make it worth my time. Or maybe your number is $50. We just started doing like helping well, we the last couple of years helping our kids sell stuff. And teaching them the process and when we're what did we package up the other day with them it was that vacuum and i think it cost kids, uh, 15 dollars to ship dyson and vacuum. we only like the item was only 30 dollars i don't know but it, like then you're getting into dollars of profit and it's just like your time is worth more than just like trying to make a dollar <laughs> so i don't know how to say that any better but i yeah so know what your threshold is like say okay i i i you can't just be making 50 cents on a, on an item. It You can't create a business on 50 cents per item. Your time is worth way more than that. So kind of pick a number for yourself, whether that's $10, $20, $50. And like that, it, that is your, your start. So yeah. the only other time that I would say not to worry about that is when you're just starting out trying to build feedback. Like you're not really that worried about profit. You're trying to get your business going and you're building feedback so you can sell items for cheaper and not worry as much about the profit. But once you get some feedback going, you have to really see what your time is worth. Yep, such so. a great point. In the beginning, you don't have to worry about it. But when you get to the point where you're trying to really make some money in this business, you have to go high profit. I mean, that's our model is definitely to be going higher profit to where you can make the, the, the amount on it versus yeah, worried about losing 50 cents, worried about losing a dollar on shipping. You don't want to worry about that as you're trying to build this business higher and higher. Yeah, because then you so. multiply that by how many hundreds and it's just, it's a lot of time and <laughs> energy and Absolutely. your time and energy is, is spent well doing other things yep. too. So, Well, hopefully this episode has been helpful to you guys. Some of you guys might not know we do one-on-one -on -one coaching and we are actually have a couple spots open up right now that we are taking applications for. If this is something that you want to learn more about, going to the next level with your business, really scaling your business to that next level, also put a, a link below or yep, there'll be a link in the show notes but it's you can also go to fliphighprofit.com and fill out the application and we can see if we're, we're a good fit you're a good fit and we can go from there fliphighprofit.com that's where you want to go to check out the application fill it out yeah and then we can set up a phone call with you guys our zoom call and see if it's a good fit and go from there so you guys rock thank you so much for listening to this we love doing these episodes for you and we will see you guys on the next episode we want to thank you so much for spending your valuable time with us. It would mean the world to us if you could leave us a five-star review and share this episode with your friends. We are so incredibly grateful to be on this flipping journey with you. Woohoo! We'll catch you on the flip side.